Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode, if you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right, Playmakers, happy Monday. So if you listened to my last couple episodes, you know that over the last couple weeks, I was just going through it. I was in a really difficult season, both in my business and personally, and it was just one of those weeks. And I want to talk about it in today's episode because part of my whole reason for launching my business and launching this podcast has always been to help you avoid the mistakes that I make in my own business and life. So I want to make sure that you don't go through it like I did. Because as an indoor playground owner, I just know already that it's in your blood to always want to create a safe and enjoyable environment for kids and families in your communities, right? That's why we go into this business in the first place. However, despite your best efforts, and again, this is something that I've really been having to recognize a lot lately, there will be some times when your customers just do nasty things for no reason, for no fault of your own. And it's usually not to attack you or your business personally, but it does happen, right? Maybe they're going through a tough time financially or Maybe their party wasn't quite what they expected, or maybe they purchased event tickets and couldn't attend and they don't like your no refund policy, (laughs) or maybe they forgot that they signed up for that recurring monthly membership and forgot to cancel, right? 
This is just one of those things that happens when you run a business. So we're talking about credit card disputes today. So if you ever get that dreaded email that, again, a customer filed a dispute against you, try not to freak out. So basically what happens in this scenario is a customer, again, sees a charge on their card or on their bank statement. And again, it usually is one of two things, right? They really truly don't recognize the charge and they, you know, say, hey, this is fraud. I I didn't make this charge. Or again, maybe they were unhappy or didn't agree with your policies and just said, you know, this is fraud. This is an illegitimate business and this charge should not have happened. So when you get that dreaded email, I know it's so easy to want to respond immediately, especially because what typically happens in this situation is that the funds that are in dispute are immediately withdrawn from your account while the credit card company or bank investigates both both sides. So again, before you ever provide any evidence or a response, you'll notice that all of the money that's, again, in dispute was immediately withdrawn from your account. And this can just add a sense of panic and urgency and really just make you want to rage, especially, again, if this was a completely legitimate charge. So because this money was very likely fairly earned and crucial to your business operations, again, your first instinct will be to appeal immediately. But here's the thing. You only get one shot at appealing and responding. So in this quick episode, I'm going to share my seven best tips to effectively navigate the credit card dispute process and increase your chances of winning a successful resolution. Because taking the time to gather the appropriate information and supporting documentation is completely crucial here because again, you only get one shot to appeal. So even though this may not be the sexiest or most exciting episode on this lovely Monday morning, it is really important. So let's dive into it. Number one, you have to understand the dispute process. So before we get into all the specifics and my tips, it's crucial to familiarize yourself with the credit card dispute process. So generally, there are three main stages. Number one, the customer's initial complaint. Number two, the investigation. And then three, the final decision. So just know that credit card companies and banks tend to be more customer-friendly than business-friendly meaning they're more likely to side with the customers. So when you go into this, the cards are already stacked against you. So the next few steps are really important. And also just know this process can take many weeks. The last credit card dispute that I ended up winning took six full weeks to actually resolve. And it took even longer to actually see that money get put back into my account. I think it was like eight weeks before I got that money back that I rightfully earned. So this is another reason why it's so important to have working capital and reserves in your business so that these types of hindrances like credit card disputes don't become catastrophes. So just keep that in mind. And then number two, maintain clear and comprehensive documentation. 
because documentation plays a completely pivotal role in winning credit card disputes. Again, when the cards are already stacked against you as a business owner. And even though I only get a few disputes every single year, I have not lost a single one in several years. Again, because I have such solid documentation and processes. So ensure that you maintain detailed records of all customer interactions, including reservations, waivers, contracts, and any other relevant communication. And especially for your higher ticket items like birthday parties, if you're operating right now without a contract, this is opening you up to absolutely losing credit card disputes. So if you're in Playmaker Society, I provide all of these waivers and contracts and things like that for you so you can just tweak them and plug and play them into your business. And again, one of the reasons is because If somebody disputes a birthday party charge and you didn't have a contract stating exactly how and when your services were going to be delivered, again, the company is going to be much more likely to side with the customer, even if you have some level of proof that you actually delivered the birthday party. It's so important to have all of the details in black and white with that customer signature so that, again, you're protecting yourself throughout this process. I've also provided screenshots of our checkout pages in the past showing that customers must check a box affirming that they understand our terms and conditions and have to sign a contract before they even enter their credit card information. So if you don't have a little checkbox on your checkout page, this is another really important aspect that has helped me win a lot of disputes in the past. I also link to my terms and conditions when I'm responding to the dispute so that the bank or credit card company can see exactly what the customer agreed to when they were checking that box. So again, for example, if you're selling event tickets, make sure you put your return policy, your cancellation policy, your sick policy on the checkout page and make customers have to acknowledge it and agree to it before they check out. This is probably the most important thing in this entire process. And it's not just for, you know, credit card disputes. You want your customers to understand this so that they're not upset, so that there's no surprises and the expectations are completely clear again before they ever actually check out and become a customer. Because even if they're not disputing, if they just email you a complaint or write a review or something like that, being able to link to the terms and conditions that they were forced to agree to before they, you know, actually checked out, it's going to be so important for them to, okay, say, you know what, I made a mistake. Or when you're responding to a review, if you link to these other customers that are reading this can say, oh, well, you know, yeah, this customer left a one-star review, but they obviously just didn't actually read the fine print or, They didn't read when they were checking out. So again, this is really important for multiple reasons. So to wrap this one up, documentation will absolutely serve as the most important evidence to support your claims and demonstrate the legitimacy of your business practices. All right, tip number three, respond promptly and professionally. So once you receive notice of a credit card dispute, It's so important to respond as soon as possible, not right away, but as soon as you gather all of your supporting documentation and evidence. 
So take the time to thoroughly review the customer's complaint and gather any additional information necessary to address their concerns. So I recommend crafting a concise, well-structured response. Maybe use bullet points if you're able to, or links to your evidence or things like that, that directly addresses the point raised by the customer or multiple points raised by the customer. And if your customer didn't raise any specific concerns or if they simply reported the charge as fraud, your supporting documentation may be enough. So again, sometimes customers will say, oh, you know, I'm disputing this because X, Y, and Z didn't happen at my party or, you know, the service wasn't what I expected or something like that. Again, you want to make sure that you're reading through the entire complaint that your customer had and address each point individually. All right, tip number four, emphasize your customer experience. So in your response, you want to make sure that you outline the steps that you took to ensure their satisfaction, especially if they're disputing a charge based on, you know, lack of service or poor service. So highlight any safety measures you have, any staff training programs that you might execute, or any special accommodations that were provided to the customer. By demonstrating your commitment to customer satisfaction, you're going to strengthen your position and diminish the likelihood of the dispute progressing further. And this may seem like an unnecessary or superfluous step, but further solidifying your legitimacy as a business can do nothing but help your case here. Because unfortunately, there are businesses out there who take advantage of customers and commit fraud or don't deliver on their promises. So I actually have a Google Doc template with about 90% of my supporting documentation and, again, my customer experience already compiled for situations like this. And I simply copy and paste this Google Doc template into my response to the credit card company, and I just make some simple tweaks based on that specific dispute. So again, even though this may seem really time-consuming and daunting to compile all of this, you can reuse this work in the future if you ever find yourself in the same position again. So I always recommend typing your response in Google Docs, again, so you have this to use in the future, but also so you don't accidentally click send because a lot of times you're submitting your response in a little box on a screen. And especially if you're doing it on like a mobile device or something like that, it can be really easy to accidentally click next step and not be able to go back and edit your response or upload additional documentation. So I always recommend typing your response in Google Docs first. All right, tip number five, seek witness statements or testimonials if necessary. So I always recommend gathering testimonials or success stories or reviews from your customers for the service that the other customer is disputing. Because you want to have people that can vouch for the quality of your services and of your business. These statements can, again, serve as powerful evidence to support your case, particularly if they highlight positive experiences and satisfied customers. So I have a success story page on my website that I always link to to show that, hey, you know, I'm not a, you know, snake oil salesman. I actually change people's lives and I improve people's businesses. And here are some concrete examples of this. And again, this might seem like an unnecessary step, but it can do nothing but help you here. 
And if you have any staff members or anyone like that who can confirm that you actually provided the service or anything like that, I would also include that here. You don't have to, you know, record a video interview or anything. Just say, hey, if you need further evidence or if you need additional witnesses, these are the names and contact information of some additional people who can confirm that, hey, this party actually happened or, hey, this event actually took place or something like that. So just make it known that there are other people who can further confirm your case. And then tip number six, engage in open communication. So throughout the dispute process, you really want to stay open and respectful with your customer. And you want to promptly address any further inquiries or concerns they may have, and you can provide updates on the progress of the investigation. Because by demonstrating your willingness to engage in a fair resolution, you show your customer and the credit card company your commitment, again, to customer satisfaction. So what I typically do is I send an email to the disputing customer, letting them know that, hey, you know, we just, we uh, received your dispute and you want to share some examples of the evidence that you're going to be providing, again, in a very friendly manner. I try to always assume the best in people and I try to assume that, you know, the dispute was a mistake or again, maybe they really didn't recognize the charge and you really want to say, you know, hey, we got your dispute. I'm so sorry that you didn't recognize this charge. You know, let's say it was for a party or something. You know, your party did take place on this day and this time. And because of that, we're going to be uploading the contract you signed and all of the terms and conditions that you agreed to during the checkout or during the booking process. And by the way, we're also going to submit, you know, evidence from the staff members and they're going to submit testimony that, hey, this party did happen and, we're also going to share some success stories and some other, you know, testimonials that we actually are a legitimate business. So sometimes just by stating the evidence you have and again, being very friendly in an email like this, sometimes this can cause the customer to withdraw their dispute and make it unnecessary for the bank to investigate further because just like your business could be, you know, really disrupted by these disputes because if you get enough disputes, some banks or credit card companies or credit card processing companies like Stripe, they could shut down your account and make it impossible for you to ever process credit card transactions again, which can be devastating. But just as damaging as it can be for your business, it can be damaging to the customers if they report fraud and it turns out that they were actually committing fraud by saying that the charge wasn't legitimate. So if the customer sees that you have all of this evidence against them, and if you explain you know, what the charge actually was, if they truly didn't recognize it, they might withdraw their complaint because they want to be able to continue banking with their bank. They want to be able to continue using that credit card because a dispute can make them have their account shut down and their credit hurt. And you know, again, if it really was fraud on behalf of that customer, they might actually face criminal charges, you know, depending on what the actual dispute was, what the amount was, you can take them to small claims court to actually, you know, keep going with that. And that brings me to point number seven, you might need to consult legal advice. So in complex cases or situations where substantial financial implications are at stake. So for example, if somebody disputed a birthday party charge that was like several thousand dollars for which services were already rendered, 
it may be in your best interest to seek legal advice. And again, especially if you end up losing or if it looks like you may lose if you don't have a lot of documentation or evidence. And this is especially true if you already delivered your service because chances are you likely paid your employees. You already you know, spent all the money on decorations and food. So not only are you not getting paid for that, you're actually out money out of your own pockets for that person's birthday party or service. So an attorney experienced in credit card disputes can provide valuable guidance and help navigate the legal aspects of this process. So again, make sure you're using somebody that's actually experienced in this and understands the process. Don't, you know, don't reach back out to your commercial real estate attorney who's probably never dealt with this before. But again, you may need to go to small claims court for this or, you know, just threaten legal um legal processes if the customer really just will not back down. So to wrap this one up, while credit card disputes can be challenging and just downright frustrating and disheartening for service-based business owners, a well-prepared and thoughtful approach can significantly increase the chances of a successful resolution in your favor. So by maintaining meticulous documentation, having a contract, responding promptly and professionally, and emphasizing the customer experience and your business's legitimacy, you can present a compelling case that demonstrates your commitment to your customers and providing a positive impact in your community. And just remember, try to stay positive and engaged throughout the process. And, you know, Lord knows, I know that is so difficult. I literally skipped a week of putting out podcast episodes because I was so disheartened and just deflated because of a really negative customer experience I was having. So again, learn from my mistakes here. Just know, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're likely going to win if you have all of your evidence and processes in place. And again, if necessary, seek legal advice to protect your business's best interests. And again, if you don't have a contract or terms and conditions yet or anything like that, again, if you're in Playmaker Society, I provide all of these for you to plug and play into your own business. But if you're not, that's okay. Reach out to a lawyer and have them write a contract or create a contract or terms and conditions for you. Because even though it can get very expensive to get legal advice, If it prevents you from losing credit card disputes in the future and removing your ability to process credit cards, it's going to be worth it. All right. Have a great week, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Wednesday.